0: Hello, and welcome to episode Octo-2 of Q&A Quest. I'm your host, Mike Apps, a.k.a. Wheels. And with me as always. Oh my god, I almost... What, what's going on? What? I I missed the and with me as always part. Yeah. Uh,
1: it's, it's me, David McBurney, family master, celebrating Octo-2.
2: Again, from Japan. Not quite getting the jokes, of course, because I don't have the game that they're referencing. Aww.
1: There's really no joke to calling it Octo 2 other than an 8.
2: <laughs> I know, I'd prefer it to be Ecto 1 myself, but oh well. Oh, uh, I'm also excusing myself for many, many different in jokes to come after this. <laughs> I'm sure. So, yes, I think we're your just going to. Michael Baker, Gaiji Mano I
0: think we'll end up rambling about mechanics more than making in jokes. Yeah. Line.
2: I mean, one day. I mean, either way, I'm not going to get it.
0: I mean, in your defense, you can play and understand the new saga game, and we cannot. So, you've you've got that one up on us. One right. day we'll get Scarlet Grace. I believe this. I want to believe, but I have doubts.
1: I believe because they wouldn't make a Steam version for Japan.
0: Mm, yeah, but um, they are. Because. As far as we I know, mean, this... specifically for Japan. Okay, fair enough.
1: But bear in mind also that I believe Kawazu said on Twitter at one point, essentially, yes, it is being considered. No, we don't have anything to show of it yet in yeah. terms of English. Beliefs.
0: And, um, you know, he was right eventually about Romancing Saga 2, so we kind of have to take him at his word.
1: And I mean, like, they've also
0: at some point confirmed proof of life on the Romancing Saga 3 port as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, banner time for Saga. Mm-hmm. It Spe- had to
2: happen officially. Yes.
0: Speaking of which, Alliance Alive, Robbins, best character. <laughs> um, you know, obviously, I kind of went after him, anyone that listened to last week's episode. Uh, you know, because he's a penguin, I w- wasn't exactly sure how well he was going to be in the party, if how useful <laughs> he was going to be. <laughs> And then, penguin? And then I got him, and he was like kicking ass, and it was <laughs> absolutely glorious.
2: I told you he's a kung fu penguin. Yeah. So, so I, I mean,
1: can get over king a pirate. Yep.
2: So yeah, so, I mean, no, he's he's not a pirate; he's a conquistador. He's got the helmet and everything. It's, it's so great. It's so great. And it hurts when he headbutts things. <sighs> so yeah, game of the year
0: confirmed. It'll be a while before we reward it, but yes, absolutely, game of the year, clearly.
1: But soon. Soon enough. That does make me think
0: that that feels
1: like a thing that, again, has influence from the game being written by the guy who wrote the Suikoden games, which also had just animal brigades. (laughs) That's true. Remembering seeing screenshots of Suikoden 3, having not seen any Suikoden 1 and 2, and just seeing the brigade of ducks wandering around (laughs) wondering what the hell I was looking at.
0: Yeah, were there any, like, animal characters in the first two games? I'm struggling uh, to remember. There's the
1: squirrels in two. And one has... If you're willing to count the kobolds... Sure. I mean, you got Mimi and Gon. Both I of them are very important.
2: So, which types of kobolds are these? Are these the doggy kobolds? Or They're do doggy kobolds. Practice? Okay. I, I, I figured it was probably a good guess just because Japanese RPGs, but... You never know, they yeah. might have actually picked up something later than first edition Dungeons and Dragons for once.
1: I just really enjoy it. I will repeat this till the end of time. Gone has the best weapon progression in any game because his weapon, when it's upgraded, goes from sword to cool sword to very neat sword.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's good.
1: Oh, yeah. I think half of his dialogue consists of Hooray! In conclusion, Gone deserved his own entire spin off series.
0: Man, I miss Weekenden. So do I. Do. I. Yeah. Uh,
1: I believe one of the character artists for one of the later games, Five, I want to say, just passed away. Oh. Well, that just sucks. There's been a spate of uh, people who worked on, like, some of those lesser-known but still beloved RPG franchises that just passed away recently. Mm. So one of the artists on... Uh, Someone like Shining Force 3 passed away a week or so ago as well.
3: Mm.
1: Bad times.
0: Gone, but never forgotten. Gone, but never forgotten. Okay, I'll show myself then. I'm saying that's all right. It wasn't completely tasteless. <laughs> only, <alone. laughs> only slightly tasteless. <laughs> oh, so you guys playing anything else interesting this week?
2: Octopath
0: Traveler. We have a lot to say about that, so I'll let Gaijin talk.
2: (laughs) Um, Yeah, I kind of restarted Hero U because I realized that I had been neglecting certain stats for a little too long.
0: Oh, whoops.
2: Yeah, Yeah, as it turns out, you really should spend at least part of the first week or two of the game working out in the gym. (laughs) (laughs) Just like a real semester. Because that's all it took to get my stamina or my hit points at day 14, past the point where they were at at day 34 on my original game. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Yep. Yep, so I'm slightly better equi- I have a slightly better chance against some of the later monsters, and also if you ever play the game, you need to focus on your lock-picking skills fairly early and consistently, mm. or else you will accidentally stay locked out of certain areas until uh, just about past the point where you really should be getting into them. Or finishing, <laughs> um, yeah, <clears throat> fun. I'm I'm doing much better the second time around, at least. Excellent. So is the I, g- I, even, I even managed to win several hundred lira off of the semi regular card game.
1: Nice. Can't believe it takes place in Turkey.
2: <laughs> no, no, no. It takes place in Sard- in uh, a thinly veiled parody of Sardinia. Ah. To the point where I think I saw in one of the message forums that an actual gamer from Sardinia recognized some of the imagery and stu- uh, references.
3: Mm. And it was like, cool. That's cute.
2: I mean, yeah, they're calling it Sardonia, <laughs> the city of Paligni, but apparently it was close enough to his hometown that he actually recognized it.
0: <laughs> That's cute. I like that. So, how are you find the game? Is it good, bad, mediocre?
2: It's everything Must I pack. really want from from Quest for Glory 5. Excellent. Yeah.
1: So late, but never, never too late.
2: And the decision to cross it with a Japanese-style Gakuen Mono game is kind of different. Yeah. Um, hmm. You know Gakuen Mono? Uh, actually, I know you know what it is. I don't know if you know the word. I, I can parse out what words make it up. Uh, basically, it's a game that takes elements from a Japanese school simulator. Mm-hmm. So, for example, Persona 3 and 4 both had Gaku and Mono elements. Mm-hmm. So does this game. Quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So you've got, to you've got day-to-day time management. You have to pay attention in the classes in order to pass the tests. You can choose electives. <laughs> uh, oh, that's cute. Yeah. Sometimes you have to decide who you really need to talk to more and at a particular time because you need to get to your next class by 3 o'clock.
1: you don't see like a lot of those kinds of elements make their way into western developed games
2: yeah so and um, on the opposite side the actual questing areas for the RPG parts or for the actual combat parts are fairly small by most standards so I mean a lot of the game really is interaction and increasing your skills through doing stuff so, like, literally listen at every door you can to increase perception. Hmm. Um, get out your lock picks and try to pick the, the uh, rogue teacher's door and then get zapped. <laughs> uh, if you take the magic elective, search everything with sense magic and you will get your magic up really, really high, really fast. And find some good things that you hadn't thought
0: This game just sounds really fun. If nothing it else. Is. Yeah.
1: I'm- I'm into this. I'll have to look into this after I sit myself down and actually play the Quest for Glories properly. Hmm. So you want to be a hero. I do. Yes.
2: I would really suggest doing the rogue route through the entire series, just because it's really fun. Um, mm. I mean, not so much for the third game, because the, the rogues kind of didn't get a lot of good content for the third game in the series.
3: Mm.
2: But most of the others, it's really, really fun.
1: I appreciate the hideous subtitle pun of Rogue to Redemption. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's very old Sierra.
2: Very, very Sierra. Yeah. Oh yeah. If if you have a low tolerance for bad puns, this is probably not a good game for you. (laughs) Because yeah, you get puns at all the place in conversations and um, in different conversation paths. So. Like, at different times, you can choose how your character responds. It could be snarky, it could be clever, it could be flirty, it could be whatever, and there's usually going to be a bad pun involved somewhere. This
0: sounds like wheels.game.
1: What are you waiting for?
0: Uh, I don't know. I mean, probably the fact that I already have enough to play. Has that ever stopped you in the past? Okay, it's true. At any point? Uh, I'm trying to focus on Alliance Alive and a trio of Switch games, so there's that. It's not going well.
1: (laughs) I'm keeping focused on Octopath and Yakuza Kiwami.
0: Yeah, I mean, Octopath, I dumped like eight hours into it before I even really really knew what I was doing, so I mean, that one's probably going to keep my attention for a while.
2: It's like. I'm also slowly working through Magical Vacation again. Nice. I'm almost, almost through with the first world area.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to track down a nice copy of the uh, the DS game, which I sold off years ago. It's, now oh, ma-
2: it's in here I managed to find it last week. Nice. Um, actually, after we were discussing this, I found <laughs> it um, at one of the used stores for about seven bucks.
0: Yeah, I'm sure I'll be able to find a decent copy on eBay. Just got to wait for the funds, but yeah. Um, it's a game that kind of bounced off me when it originally came out, but I feel, because I, I was very anti, like, any sort of touch control at the time. So I think... I,
2: I, I can understand that, how that might just turn you off of Magical Starshine. Yeah, But I think, I think I'd have a,
0: have a much easier time. Definitely want to give it... I mean, if nothing else, it's a good-looking game, for sure. Gotta love that brownie-brown art.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh. It definitely stands out.
0: Yep. <clears throat> uh, but I guess Dave, we should probably have a quick Octo discussion before we go into the questions. Well, I was I also going think, to mention think that think I've been playing. Of
2: the questions specifically for yeah. o- Beth Traveler, so you might as well just skip to that one right now.
1: All right, let's do that. I was gonna, I was gonna briefly ramble about Yakuza because you left a, you left just enough of an opening. <laughs> All right. You did not, you did not seal the can of worms before it opened.
0: All right, Yakuza away.
1: Okay, I'm just—I'll keep it brief since I've just been doing like sub stories in the remake of One, but I will—I will bring up the fact that uh, Kiryu got into a badass dad competition. <laughs> like you just get in, it, like you get, you get start getting interviewed because you are because the character is like nearly forty and uh, the uh, and. This is magazine that's just doing ads about dangerous-looking men at that age, and, like, suddenly all the other, like, dudes that are in their 40s that are main characters in that game, which is to say all of them, just come in and turn it into a competition about who is the most badass dad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's... It's that's, something.
0: That's glorious.
1: The best part is that if you win at the end, you get two options. Comfort them or gloat and then leave. <laughs> It's, it's peak Yakuza, and I, I felt it deserved to be called out before we moved on to other subjects. Yeah, that's pretty great. But let us move on to the question.
0: Alright, so we're going to jump ahead to the Octo question, which is... where is it? Oh, it's, uh, it's, uh, the it second Budai question. Yeah. Yeah. Might as well do some Octopath Traveler talk. Who is your start character, and who are you mostly using? Favorite chapter so far story-wise... And he went with Cyrus, and happy I did. I don't actually know
2: which character that is.
1: Cyrus is the scholar.
2: Okay, I haven't done. Well, um, I will just sit back and let you ramble for a bit while I type stuff.
1: Sure. There. Good use of your time. Uh, so I started. Uh, I actually talked to Budai briefly, so he already knows this. But for the for the peanut gallery, uh, I started with Ulbrich. Uh, Mostly because he was the one I'd started with in the demo, and there's very few times where you don't want a tank in your party. <laughs> it's true, and he's really good at it. Uh, I don't know what everyone's divine abilities are, but his, but the warrior's divine ability is to break damage limit, and I'm terrified of what that will look like <laughs> when it happens. <laughs> Ooh,
3: nice. Hmm.
0: It's going to be a lot of numbers.
1: Yeah, yeah, like, it just, the description is, like, change its damage limit to 99,999. Hmm. So, you could probably do some really disgusting things by combining that with something like, I think the Apothecary gets an ability called Last Stand, and that would probably do disgusting things, or even if he's just at a stupidly high level, and I still don't know what any of the not, the, the, I know there are sub-jobs that you get, that aren't just someone else's regular job, and I don't know what any of those abilities are, so those could do terrifying things, too.
0: Yeah, where do you even find these sub-jobs? They are way... Well, like, the, which sub-jobs? Any of them.
1: The regular sub-jobs are generally, like, a tier out from where you found the character that has them. So, like, you'll go... You'll, you know, go out from the wheel that's sort of... The wheel world map that's where they all start and like if you step out a bit you'll find a shrine that just you walk in and there is a pedestal you access the pedestal and you unlock the job associated with that character and then way out in like deep into uh much later game territory you can find these super sub jobs that apparently you have to fight like level 50 boss uh super bosses to actually get so yikes not things you're getting early on, unless you're you're really prone to skull Um which I've been doing to the best of my ability. But I'm not that I'm not that much of a mechanic savant. Uh, I did I did some bad things to this game's difficulty curve. Not bad <laughs> in the sense of like not making the game isn't as fun, but bad in the sense of like this is this is hideous what what's been done here. <laughs> Fun fact, there's a Merchant City way out. If you're willing to use the Scholar's uh, ability that lowers encounter rate, you can reach it without dying. And other fun fact, there's... If you're able to challenge and knock out someone guarding a door and then successfully uh, use the Scholar to get information on one of the character uh, on the character hiding behind the door that guy is guarding you will get such an absurd buff to your steal rate that i was able to steal everything in that town without ever at any point except for one item having any risk of failure every single weapon in this town was a 300 point attack boost
0: okay
1: there are more weapons in my possession than I have characters to use them well then so yeah if you just like you know wanted to be able to just sort of steamroll a lot of the game that's that's the pro strats for that nice you need someone capable of uh, winning a challenge with a pretty tough enemy he had like 12,000 HP, I think. Uh, you need someone... You need the Thief, and you need the Scholar. And, like, if you can get those together, you can you can just sort of wreak havoc. So that, that's that been fun. It's really fun when a game just sort of lets you do that and doesn't put, like, some sort of arbitrary barrier in place to preserve the difficulty curve.
2: Sounds a little like Final Fantasy II allowing you to get to Mycidia early if you were really careful.
1: Yeah, a little bit of that and then
2: turning it up to about 11.
1: It, it also reminds me of like the hideous item chain that people found for FF12 that would allow you to just... Or, or even without... There's an item chain that you can do, but there's also just the Dustia farming in FF12 that was also one of those things where it's like, we left in just enough wiggle room that someone who really wanted to abuse systems could really get into some very strange instances of power creep. But yeah, that's that's where I am. I've done all of the chapter ones, but I've just been sort of puttering around doing side quests and that nonsense instead of chapter 2s.
0: Nice. So, uh, favorite chapter one so far?
1: Huh. Uh, I really like Therians, Actually, he's the thief. Hmm. Uh, I there's a part of me that appreciates Cyrus because everyone else is like Obrick's like, oh, I gotta go. Pr- I gotta go protect the king. Uh, well, I, I got to go avenge the king. I should say, I got to go avenge the king. Or like uh, Tharian's, like I got to s- steal a bunch of stuff because it's and imp- because like I've been uh, like in essentially indentured to this noble woman that wants her stuff that got stolen back. So I, you know, I have to go steal a bunch of stuff. And then Cyrus's is just I have to go figure out who took a library book and then didn't return it 15 years ago. <laughs>
2: Alright, that's pretty great.
1: Yeah, so I'm into that.
2: How much you wanna bet the library book ends up causing the apocalypse or something? Oh, I'm sure
1: that it does something important, but like his impetus for doing it is just I really want to figure out who took the book. So There's a certain like strangeness to the the way that like he enters into that quest that amuses me. Uh, as for things that I don't like, I guess the thing that has bothered me Perhaps the most irrationally in this game is the hunter. Hannet's entire village speaks in the worst fake <laughs> old English I've ever seen in my life. It's, it's very weird.
2: Stuff that shows up in Dragon Quest Four.
1: You are worse than I recall it being in Dragon Quest Four. Because like it's just so many arbitrary like E's at the end of words that I don't even think they're consistent on what words they're they're there for, and like just if at the end of random words, like, it's just super obnoxious to read after more than three minutes. I'm trying to remember the example that I had where I just... That was when I just was like, nope, I need to turn the game off for a second before I get just too pissed off at this. (laughs) And it's the only thing that's elicited elicited anything like that reaction.
0: So... (sighs) Uh, Let's see... Well, I
1: started with... Oh, yeah, it was just like Canton taketh something or other, and it's just like, oh, don't, don't,
0: just stop this. It was okay. very well voice acted.
1: Yeah, it's very well, well voice acted. I just wish the lines weren't so, like, eye-gougingly, like, this This is not... no, that's not words.
0: That's not how they work. I'm curious as to what it was like in... Japanese. I, I'm
2: very curious.
1: Yeah. I presume they're trying to come up with an analog for some sort of archaic speech form, but.
2: It, it could just be some of the stuff that's related to Edo period Japanese.
1: Yeah, like my it's immediate.
2: I, maybe some old prepositions, maybe some old pronouns or something. Yeah.
1: I mean,
2: it, it doesn't take very many tweaks to make Japanese sound old fashioned. hmm. Um. And it sounds like the localizers just overdid it a bit over there. Yeah. I'll probably like her other chapters a bit
1: more because, of course, they involve not being in her home village, so no one but her will talk like that.
2: so...
0: Unless you eventually find her master.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm willing to bet her personal pronoun is something like Atai. Oh,
1: man. Because
2: that's like really backcountry Japanese. <laughs>
1: I'll be interested whenever you get around to the game to hear what you got to say about it. So
0: that's load in for a year from now or so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I started off with um, what's her name, Tressa. Tressa's great. Yes, because I, I was like, well, I'm going to go with the most Tornaco- tornaco-like character in this game. And, and there's literally a merchant right there. Yeah, and she is pretty great uh'
1: like the, the merchant class has a lot of really good support in it
0: yeah her, her story so far just through one chapter is pretty fun uh, I'm trying to think which I've only think done five of the stories I think the one I appreciated the most was alfin the ap- apoth. Apothecary. Oh yeah, you streamed a little bit of the Apothecary. Yeah. So his story is he's helping his friend's sister who got bitten by a poisonous snake and is trying to... Uh, he has to go fight the snake to get the antidote, obviously. Uh, so I, which you can see on the JRPG July stream, now YouTube video... <laughs> I assumed that the whole, how this was going to go down was the little girl was going to die, and that was going to be his impetus for leaving the village, and I guess... It zagged when you thought it would zig. Yes, exactly. So it went kind of the simple route of, okay, after that, now he just, he has this dream of going out to help other people, because that's how he got inspired to do the job to begin with. Some random stranger came to help people cure sickness or something, so... I kind of liked that it didn't go like the obvious dark route, especially after doing... I think I had just done Primrose's story, so... Oh, yeah,
1: that one's definitely the one that's trying to go as dark as it can. Yeah, and it's pretty... It's Yeah, <laughs> it's...
0: Yep. Yep, that's a good way to put it. But, uh,
1: I feel like that, that does showcase kind of the strength of Octopath Traveler's stories, is yeah. that in general, they're like, they're very personal. So, like... The, I, I've seen people uh, upset that like they don't seem to cross over that much. there is party chat and like characters will talk to each other during their chapters uh, but to me like the thing that makes them good is that there's really only one character that is invested in the plot you're in because it's
0: their story right and I like that. You don't see that very often. No, I don't know. I've played too many world-saving games that, you know, this is kind of a refreshing change of pace, and the world is seemingly pretty huge, so... There's a lot of map there. Yeah.
1: The world is seemingly pretty huge, but it's also, because of the fact that no one's story seems to be about saving it, it's also relatively stable. True. Which is kind of interesting to see as well. Yeah. Kind of
2: a soft thing. yeah it'll probably
1: change by the end but we'll see what happens what I've what I've heard rumblings about the later parts is that like because you can finish the game like you can finish a character's game and then like the only thing that that does is like you still have the option to go to everyone else's chapters but like if you did your main characters chapters when you finish that you can take them out of the party that's the only thing it does that and they get some epilogue-like party chats that they can do when their story is finished. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I'm very interested to see where it goes. But I appreciate that it at least seems to be trying for very personal stakes. So, and and different like levels of urgency to every story. Like some people are like very much, I have to go do go here and do this. And some of them are just sort of like, I heard something about this place. There's not and something conspicuously dragging me there, but that is where I had to go.
0: And is just always looking for a bargain.
1: Gonna get, get used to that phrase if you're doing a lot of purchasing instead of stealing. I love it. I steal a lot. I'm you, sorry. You monster. The game only grades you down if someone notices.
0: Yeah, well, if, <laughs> if you buy the stuff, you never get graded down.
1: Yes, but you also lose so much money. It's so expensive. <laughs> Listen... I am but a man, and there were so many swords there, just so many. Also, a, just you know, a lot of lovely spears at the bar at the bazaar. One of them increased my critical hit rate by like sixty points. It's a good, it's a good place. Go, go visit Grandport if you want to just steal everything, everything that's not boarded down. You can tell that they intend, they knew. That some players were going to try to do that, and that's why there is a huge buff to stealing just hidden in the town.
3: <laughs>
1: uh, fun game. I really, really enjoying. It's it's freewheeling form. It's mechanical. Uh, it's it's reward for like pushing against its mechanics with while still being balanced in such a way that no one should feel like they have to play the game that way. It's pretty. Like the game. The game is also kind of designed around not necessarily even having a healer at all times, which is also a relatively rare choice in an RPG.
0: Currently number one on the eShop.
1: And Square just issued its second apology for physical copies being short in Japan.
2: Yeah, I was was on the phone with my brother last Friday, and he actually asked me about this game because one of his friends had really gotten into it and wondered if I'd tried it or anything. I'm like... Okay, it's been like 15, 16 years since he actually asked me about a video game like this. So, <laughs> not, not, not quite that long because, you, because he sent me my very first Japandemonium letter involving Persona Three. So, eleven years. Yeah. So, yeah. <clears throat>
1: and so wow. it seems to be a real sleeper hit.
2: Yep. Yeah. Yep.
1: It's the kind of game I think people wanted in this in these summer months.
2: Well, we we won't we won't. Where we won't know how big it's hit until it actually hits Conan O'Brien's playthrough thing. <laughs>
0: then it's hit the big time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's that's our Octo discussion as far as I can tell. And
0: FYI, number two on the eShop is Enter the Gungeon. Really? Yep. Gungeons and Dragons? Yes, with the new expansion pack. Advanced Gungeons and Dragons. We're living in pun world now. Complete with like a uh, parody of an old Advanced Dungeons and Dragons book.
1: I I suppose if you're going to do that, you might as
0: well go all out. I mean, the game is basically it's it's Dungeons and Dragons with guns, essentially. So as you do. Anyway, um, let's go back to some of the other questions we got. Let's see, another one from Budai is, have you ever thought you wanted something in a game, but it turned out you didn't? For instance, I'm a big fan of world maps, and it was hy- hyped for Nino Kuni 2s, but I think the game would have been better with fields a la Dragon Quest E. Hmm.
1: This is hard, because like, usually when I want something, it's in the context of a specific game, and I'm not going to get it in that yeah. game.
2: I'm thinking of all the people who really wanted a a strongly traditional class based game and then got Bravely Default. <laughs> <laughs> oh Oof Oh, that hurt. Oh.
1: Whoops. I thought I wanted Bravely Default, and then I played a chapter of Bravely Default, and now I don't want it anymore. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah,
2: I, I still remember a month of random playing off and on because I was really busy with other stuff and it was one month spent in the Fire Temple. <laughs> <laughs> with, with the, and again, this is the Japanese version, so there was no enemy encounter um, gauge to change. Oh, no! And that level has a really high encounter rate. Uh... And ethers cost a lot of money. Yep.
0: Whoosh. I think the one big example I think of is all those features that people wanted in Final Fantasy XIII. They put them in two. Final Fantasy XIII two, and it wasn't <laughs> th- th- things happened. Things happened. They weren't good. That is all. As it as it turned out, people just didn't want Final Fantasy XIII.
1: <laughs> Go, figure. Go figure. R.I.P. FF thirteen. Yeah. There were good bits in you, but you also have a lot to answer for.
0: <laughs> I enjoyed it, as it yeah. was. Didn't... Like
1: I said, there are good bits in it. It also has a lot to answer for. Sure. Um, but, all right. Yeah, I can't think of specific games, because again, like, unless you get them in a remake, and the extra, con- but the extra content in remakes tends to sometimes end up bad anyway. So, kind of unfair to count.
2: Okay, um... How about see a return to the more traditional Atelier game style, and well, I mean technically Atelier Sophie felt a lot like a PlayStation 2 period game of that series. (laughs) Um, It it succeeded in being better than Atelier Lily, which was the worst game of the PS2 period. Partly because Atelier Lily, the the original printing, not the plus edition, had certain bugs which made it impossible to finish particular quest lines.
3: Nice.
1: Great way to... It's a great, long-running tradition.
2: Yeah. um, It had many more issues besides that. But, yeah. I think I even said in the reviews, like, Sophie reminds me of... PlayStation 2 period of the series for all the good and the bad. <laughs> bad. So ah. as for Lily, I think my best line was So this game stands on the balancing point between or is it, um it was like okay was it okay, so Oh dear well, I forgot the crazy. So it was at the pivotal moment um, in the series, when it shifted from being mainly about time management and gameplay to actually being a bit more about story, and the, the re- developers had yet to figure out how to balance the two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Lily. Lily. The Tragic
0: Crown. Can to think of any other examples? I think there was a time I really wanted a, um, corner trigger styled indie RPG on the DS.
1: Oh, man. Are you talking about Black Sigil? Yes, sir. Blade of the Exiled.
2: I never actually got to play that one.
0: That's a DS game with crash bugs. It's a bit of a mess. With an absurdly high encounter rate, so... There's yeah. things in it that aren't awful, but it it does not come together properly. Nope. It's a
1: shame. Yeah. There's bits I liked about it.
0: Ugh. <sighs>
1: Then everyone went back and played Chrono Trigger DS instead.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, I have a good one. You know, this isn't about me, but lots of people wanted uh, Final Fantasy Type Zero.
2: <laughs> Until they got it.
0: Until they got it. Yep.
1: Yeah. That game sucks. <laughs> Not gonna sugarcoat it. That game sucks. Yeah. Guess what? Worst Fabula Nova Crystallis game.
2: Yep. And it had competition.
1: I got wheels to say that in, 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 despite him just having complained about a thirteen-two.
0: Oh God! <laughs>
1: oh
2: no! No! Now you have to pick which one will you throw to the lions? You're, you're just taking advantage of his sleep deprivation at this point. <laughs> yeah,
0: but it's right there. It's thirteen-two. That's the worst one. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Type zero is worse. No.
1: 13.2 is at least entertaining when it's, ter- when its story is completely insane, whereas Type Zero will have you listen to Ken Burns' Civil War if America never existed.
0: Why do you gotta do imagine, this to me? Imagine if your story was presented like that. Why would you give me this choice? This is evil. This is cruel and unusual punishment. A reverse Sophie's choice. I can't
1: kill them both. You have but one option. <sighs>
0: but, yeah. Uh just want to note that the Dungeons, er, not Dungeons, uh, Enter the Gungeon has a Beholder enemy called the Beholster. Well, I'm done. Done with, <laughs> done with this. <laughs> so long, nerds. Okay, we'll move on to the strawberry eggs question. Uh, you mentioned up tales of Symphonia, Dawn of the New World, if briefly during a discussion of RPT Wormish, does that actually go somewhere. And you don't bring up Emil and Marta. I have no idea who those people are.
1: Those are the two main characters of Dawn of the New World. I was remiss in not bringing them up. Yeah, as their number
0: one. Fan, I had only brought I mean... it up
1: in con- it, it, to contra- I had only brought it up to bring up the fact that Symphonia. Just has asks you who Lloyd spent his time with
0: between games, and whatever answer you choose, he says you're right. <laughs> <laughs> well, as as her uh, their number one fan, Strawberry Eggs, is very disappointed in you specifically. Yeah, I feel I feel a little bad because that like Symphonia
1: Down the New World is not an amazing game, but I do think it gets more of a bum rap than it necessarily deserves. And the, I think that Emil and Marta are fun characters. I enjoy them. Apologies. Uh, as, mu- as many apologies as I am capable of extending via this
0: medium. That's probably many. No! Prob- what? Did something just... Are you playing Hearthstone? No, I just got be- killed by the Beholster.
1: Oh, of course, you're playing Ant Okay. Okay,
3: moving
1: on. Ante Second half of this. Ante on a different Ante note, Gungeon. are there any games in the series that you love more than later games despite them being better? For instance, despite Earthbound's beginning's archaic aspects and difficulty spikes I have more of a fondness for it than I do earthbound and mother tree I also prefer fantasy star to fantasy star 2 and three but that's not saying much yeah fantasy star 3 is a tragic tragic being
0: it's the first one I played I'm sorry someone at Funkoland told I've told this story before someone at Funko land told my parents that that would be a better one to start with than two it probably because is, two is too but... hard Two is mind-bogglingly
1: hard.
2: I was That's ready for it. Still, three is not like three's not a walk in the park. It's also nonsensical and badly, um, badly set up and poorly translated. And the
0: well, I mean, all, all of them the are animations
2: kind of, are kind of stupid. Uh,
0: it's just bad. You don't, you don't <laughs> love that bad.
1: giant wiggling his finger.
2: Oh, no, I was thinking of the giant floating <laughs> head that wiggled its ears and stuck out its tongue.
1: That one's really good, too. I like that the battle backgrounds are just everywhere. Everywhere everywhere in this space station sort of has a little bit of everything in it. Yeah. It's all the same. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, I, I respect some of the ambition. Game doesn't come together, doesn't work out. Um, I don't respect any of the ambition.
0: I don't respect the game
3: it's,
1: at all. There's a lot of good ideas in Fantasy Star 3. Sure. None of them work out, but there's a lot of good ideas there.
0: I mean, sure, but I think they're kind of obvious RPG ideas. In 1991? Yeah. Which ones? Uh, like, a romance-ish thing and playing as your kid. Those th- that idea was not well explored at that point.
1: Like Let's... the idea, of, like even your character being defined enough to have a romance was not well explored at that point.
0: Damn it! Just let me give this game no credit, please. I hate this no. game.
1: <laughs> dude, I had to play through it like last year. I, I'm. Oh god. I'm going to give it. I'm going to give the devil its due. Okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. Like, there's a lot of interesting things, like the magic system is crazy and it doesn't work at all, but it's an interesting idea about you, like, throwing out, like, you weakening specific spells that are in opposition to each other to strengthen other ones. It's an interesting idea, it doesn't work, but it's interesting. Uh, like, the idea of having, like, these robots that exist just to give your party a sense of continuity as it keeps shuffling every time the generation shifts. Like, there's a lot of good ideas in there. There's eight different endings, and all of them still have the most important uh, thing imaginable, which is the part where your character roars at the sky that this city is too evil to be allowed to stand. (laughs) So that's something, at least. Also, uh, anime hair meets dad mustache is a really, really potent combo when you get, like, a dude with a sky-blue Lee Van Cleef mustache.
0: (laughs) Also the whole twist that you're on a space station the whole time escaping a planet that blew up. Meant nothing to me cuz I hadn't played too. So throw that out. Yeah, that'll hurt you.
1: Appreciate the ending. Shout outs to the ending of Fantasy Star 2 where your party of heroes mur- like kills a bunch of million-year-old mans in bathrobes. Is that how it ends? <laughs> the ending is actually that you're fight- you're killing everyone who's the remnants of Earth, but they left Earth millions of years ago and they're all just in robes. So like my brain is just like, "Oh, you're killing a million old men in bathrobes.
0: <laughs> Interesting.
1: <laughs> the party was never seen again. Fantasy Star 2 is... Uh, if you have enough time to piece together what's going on in its plot, it's one of the
0: most relentlessly bleak RPGs I've ever played. Well, I assume it ends with all the characters dying.
1: I kind of... They disappear. It's, it's like... It's, it's unclear what happens at the ending. They disappear. Uh, it's worth noting that it doesn't really matter because they failed to prevent any of the cataclysms that happened during Fantasy Star 2. <laughs> like, one planet gets destroyed, you don't fix that. One pla- Also, dying has already happened to them a few times. Cloning is just a thing in Fantasy Star 2. If they died there, it would only require someone to go to the cloning facilities and bring them back. Mm-hmm. But, uh... Like... They 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 failed to stop a planet from being destroyed. At least one other planet's been essentially entirely destroyed by Mother Brain going berserk. There's a lot of very strange, awful things happening in Fantasy Star Two, and the only reason that Fantasy Star Four seems calm by comparison is that it's been so long that no one really remembers how cataclysmically everything went wrong. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, we we left the subject that was actually being asked to just talk about Fantasy Star, and I apologize. Also, but I I do think Fantasy Star One might have a fair claim at being the best of those three.
0: It is really good. Um, I mean, it's fine anyway. It's the thirtieth anniversary. We can talk Fantasy Star. Listen, I I want more people to talk
1: about Fantasy Star because I understand that Sega systems tended to not have many RPGs, and the ones that were were not generally as good. But Fantasy Star is really good and deserves re-examination. Agreed. Sorry, Mike, didn't mean to... Uh, yeah, so... Please, re-examine Fantasy Star. Try Fantasy... If you can't play any of the first three, just play four. It's really, really,
0: really good. Yep. Yeah, kind of holds re- up. Holds mm-hmm. up as well as any of the classic SNES RPGs. And wraps the other games up in a nice bow.
1: Yeah, so if you do like all those, like... Heck, it even incorporates Fantasy Star Three in a way that is worth worth noticing. Like, oh, cool! You get a Ren unit. It's fun to, it's fun to get one of those since you spent a lot of time with them in Fantasy Star Three. You get a cleric healing lizard man that is like the only way you're getting through the final boss. <laughs> it's very true. It's a very good. It's a very good cleric. He tells dad jokes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's the best kind of cleric.
1: Clearly. Uh, yeah, Fantasy Star, play it. Wheels. Do you have any games? Uh, also, Gaijin, of course. Uh, do you have like I I can't think of one off the top of my head, but any game where it's like I can tell the later one is better, but I still prefer this one? Um. Like well, any game better. that you would not go to bat for its being better than its successors, but you still prefer.
2: Um, I can think of uh, several cases where the seek the second game was technically superior in terms of programming and everything else and was still the lesser game.
3: Hmm.
1: I suppose guess. we can allow that in. Yeah,
2: yeah. sure. So um, yeah so and I'm thinking of the MapleStory games <laughs> where the, the 3DS game it I mean it was definitely an improved combat engine it actually allowed you to ta- attack things side or uh, diagonally. It had some pretty good quality of life in improvements but at the same time it was at best a 15 hour game with one character story and the ds game was a 40 hour game with four different intertwining plots hmm. and done quite well and um so yeah just from a from a gameplay perspective the 3DS game was much better, but from a plot and just roleplay perspective, the DS game was head and just head and tail, um, just way above it.
0: I mean, I would say for me, uh, Saga, aka Final Fantasy Legend, my personal favorite is still the original one just because I played it so much, but, I mean, the, the second one is very obviously the superior game. in Just about every way, so... I'd never go to bat for the first game, but it's definitely like a personal favorite. <sighs> Any other series or anything else? I mean, like
1: I'd probably bring up something that improves, but only like incrementally. So, like if I've played like an earlier one, I'm not gonna wanna. I'm not gonna connect with a later one. Yeah. Whereas, like otherwise, I'm just gonna end up like rambling about my favorite hobby horses of like they changed it and the new ones are just bad.
2: Yeah, I'm trying to avoid certain regularly appearing game series. Yeah. Uh, one moment, gotta got somebody on the door. No worries. Oh, I
1: know. I like Persona 2 more than Persona 3. That's weird, but okay. <laughs> 2 is good, man. Like, it's it's great story and cast make up for the fact that it's kind of a game.
0: Oh, I get a good one. I like, uh, the Elder Scrolls 3 better than 4.
1: I feel like that's actually a majority opinion.
0: Really? Yes. I thought I was the weird one with that.
1: Man, like, the hardcore Elder Scrolls fans are very, very Morrowind-centered.
0: It's, it's certainly the more interesting game. Like, I'm not going to say Oblivion's bad by any stretch of the imagination, but it's more... Okay, that's where you separate from the hardcore uh, Elder Scrolls fans. Because yeah, I'm not crazy. Um... <clears throat> uh, but Oblivion is obviously more like traditional fantasy-ish, whereas Morrowind is just kind of weird. <laughs> like, oh, there's no forests, but uh, there's a giant mushroom. Okay. I got really sick of brown and mushrooms... I never got far enough to see the other environments. It's, there's like volcanoes and stuff like that and there's an Those ex- are brown too. There's an expansion where you become a werewolf or vampire, I forget which one it is. Uh one's a werewolf. Uh the werewolf is the
1: expansion. That's why they called it Blood Moon. That's right.
0: I couldn't remember if it was you turned into a werewolf or turned into a vampire. I knew it was one of the two.
1: Give me a let me turn into something stupider.
2: Okay, um, how about Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening better than quite a few other games in the series?
1: I've met people like that, and I could understand it, but I'm also still super pissed off at it because I ran into like bugs that made the game uncompletable. Really? Um, which ones? So, the initial release, I ran into a bug uh, that only exists in the initial printing, which is that there is a way that you can run yourself out of keys. Huh. So you get you get to a dungeon about halfway through the game and you can run yourself out of keys. Uh, there's a bug that I didn't realize at first that resetting would fix it in the last dungeon where you can, like, that's the one, I think it's the last dungeon, where you're carrying the ball around and knocking the tower down. Uh, you can you can put the ball on a place where you can't get it unless you, like, reset the game. I was relatively young, didn't realize it. And then eventually the game just sort of ate my save data, so I have never finished Ooh. Link's Awakening and Bear, an eternal
2: uh, grudge. <laughs> due to a great
1: deal pick, of bad pick luck. Up a,
2: pick up a copy of the DX edition sometime and just renew the relationship, see if it gets any better.
1: Oh, I've, I've done that a few times, and like I can understand that there's a very good game underneath it, but there's just so many, like, I associate being really pissed off with playing this,
0: so I can't fully uh, appreciate it. I think Zelda One's way better than Zelda Two. Does that count? I don't questions? think that counts. I feel like that's a pretty common
1: opinion, even though I w- I would of course take the opposite tack and say that I don't think either of them hold up. But
0: yeah, I think we've made that point before. And yeah, we, somehow... I think we've
1: had arguments with people in, in response to us both <laughs> trashing Zelda One. I
0: think we I think we had a surprisingly mild backlash to that. Yeah, that was like a year and a half ago. I feel like. Yeah. Now, if we started bashing a Link to the Past. Don't you dare. No. I will fight you. I'll cut you. I would never do that. Okay. I'm just
1: making sure. I'll cut you. I've beaten the game like 50 times. That game, like, I, I think I've mentioned this before, but if you tell me think of a video game and give me no further descriptors, because of, like, what I spent my childhood doing, my brain will think of either Super Mario World or Link to the Past.
0: That's fair. Uh, I think oh. I think my brain would go to Final Fantasy Legend One, Shiny Force Two, or Final Fantasy Six.
1: I'd be interested to hear more people respond to that like question. Like if you don't, if you don't have the any description, just think of the word video game. What flashes through your brain? If anyone wants to respond to that in the comments, I'm all
0: battletoads.
1: <laughs> I'm very sorry if anyone <laughs> says <said> battletoads. <laughs>
0: I don't know who hurt you, but we will we will achieve justice. I, I, we know exactly who hurt them. Rare software by making Battletoads. <laughs> also, Trade West, they're involved, they take some blame.
1: The best part is that the only Battletoads game, game I have played to significant... I've played two Battletoads-related products to significant extents. One of them is Battletoad the Arcade, which is bafflingly violent. Um... <laughs> And honestly, probably better than most other Battletoads products. It's it's not amazing, but it is fun, and it's on rare replay if you happen to have an Xbox One and feel like it. It's neat. Uh, and the other is uh, Battletoads and Double Dragon, which is just heinously awful. Yeah, don't play that. Uh,
0: one of my favorite. The box is lying when it declares them the ultimate team. I think my only good Battletoads memory is playing Battletoads Double Dragon with friend of the show Beat at PAX East and failing horrendously to get anywhere. Yeah,
1: me and my brother spent just, it was one of the games we had, so we spent a long time trying to get good at it. And I think by good at it, I mean we got to stage four once. (laughs) It's really hard. Yeah, like I said, anyone, like the box is lying to you when it calls them the ultimate team. They are destroyed by everything. <laughs> um, but yeah, I should... Ne- next time that we're at the same convention, we should try playing that. Wheels. We should. It'll be hilarious. Yeah. yeah. That and probably another wrestling game. War of the Monsters. Also a good choice. Last time we did M64
0: wrestling games, because that is the tragic golden era of wrestling. We never got that back. Yeah. I don't I don't know how no one has been able to just, like, rip off that game. But, whatever. And now
1: the developer of that only makes Style Savvy. Uh, do they still exist? Yeah, they're Sin Sophia. They make Style Savvy. Oh, that's... That's what became of Aki.
0: That's the thing. Yeah. Like
1: I'm sure Style Savvy is good at what is good at what it is, and I'm glad that there that there's success in that market. But at the same time, I'm very sad that there's not good wrestling anymore.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, but but WWE games are on the Switch now. Surely that's no, they cool. aren't. The new one isn't on there. The last one was.
1: Yeah, they gave up on trying that because the last one didn't work well on there. Yeah. That's,
0: Shit. that's the joke. But, uh, I haven't played it by first. It's got
1: awful. In conclusion, someone port uh, Def Jam Fight for New York to the Switch. I don't,
2: know, I don't I'm just sitting back here wondering what in the world you guys are talking about. It's good old Fame. wrestling.
1: You're just lucky that I didn't bring up the fact that one of Aki's last games before becoming style-savvy Central was a Yakuza spinoff for the PSP.
2: <laughs> was that Kurohyo?
1: Yeah, that's Kurohyo.
2: Yeah, one and two. Yeah, I've, yep. I've seen them in the store
1: yeah those are both made by Aki I don't think that they they have one of my favorite uh, like well we wanted this this uh, feature from the mainline game but we had to write around it which is that like uh, the game still has bars but your protagonist is underage so like there's just like a mark on all of them that says he's ordering the non-alcoholic version of these cocktails <laughs> but yeah Kurohyo has never surfaced in America, and, like, no one's ever attempted to translate it, so I have no idea how Kurohyo plays. But, yeah, they are, that is about the closest thing they've done to wrestling in the past decade. Bring back wrestling, good wrestling games. Okay, I'm done. They also made some good, uh, Kinikuman games. Some what? Kinikuman, uh, muscle. Oh. Uh, they made uh, I wanna muscle. say that they were responsible for oh, Kinikuman Nisei slash ultimate muscle. Ultimate muscle, okay. Just just put the Kinikuman theme at the end of this. It's a good it's a good theme. Got a lot of a lot of opinions on
0: old anime themes. <sighs> Alright. I'm gonna jump into our next question here. That's okay. Think of two characters to add to Smash. First being a serious choice that makes sense and another that is just a personal pick. Travis touchdown and Travis touchdown. I'm done. <laughs>
2: okay. Yep. <that's... laughs> you said Super Smash Brothers. Yes. Yeah. Um, Shantae. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be a good one. And yeah. but Unfortunately, else... um, the most recent game has only shown up on PlayStation Four in Japan. Oh. Hmm. Uh, I suspect so... the Switch version
1: will make its way eventually. Yeah.
2: I mean, Pirate's Curse was mainly released on the 3DS.
1: Yeah, that was its original home platform.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, it's not actually a Nintendo-owned property, and it is not Nintendo exclusive, so I don't think it actually probably wouldn't make it to Super Smash Bros. I mean, Cloud got in.
0: (laughs) And Mega Man. Yeah. um, And uh, Solid Snake. Everyone's back, baby. Here's Solid Snake. Uh, in that same vein, I'd love to see Shovel Knight in Smash, Bros. I think, uh.
1: I remember when the Shovel Knight amiibo happened, and since no one, no third party had done any sort of amiibo, everyone was like, this must mean he's in Smash. <laughs> and they were like, no, we just, we just paid to have a Shovel Knight amiibo. We'd like him in Smash, which means at least two out of these three things that we have mentioned are from people who have said we want them in Smash. <laughs> mm hmm. Yes, Koichi Suda has said in interviews, "Yes, I want Travis touchdown to be in Smash." I'm sure that the I'm sure that WayForward wants Shantae in Smash as well, but yeah, that's the, that's the magical thing about Smash character lists is that at this point it's very hard to come up with someone where you're like they could never be in there.
0: Let's so... see the cast of Octopath Traveler and Smash. But which ones? <laughs> All eight. Just give me all eight. As a, as a group character? No.
2: <laughs> I'm kind of remembering that um, in one of the earlier Smash Brothers games, there were there was at least a couple little trophy-like things that were related to Magical Vacation. Yeah. Weird. Okay, just random thought.
1: They they got they got really into the weeds on those, especially with games that never came. Uh, like, there's trophies for games. A few of them just didn't come out uh, in Melee, I want to say. There's, like, stuff that it's, like, uh, labeled as being for top secret. And then, like, well, what was that? Oh, I think it was for Perfect Dark Zero. Guess what, buddy? <laughs> uh, that game did come out, but five years later, unrelated and on a different platform. And uh, uh, not very good? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, like, like there's a lot of trophies in the Smash games where like the trophy just sort of has to apologetically explain like, yeah, this didn't come out in English. <laughs> uh, bring the mech from Joy Mech Fight. Don't know what that is. It's a very old fighting game. Joy Mech Fight is like, I want. It's one of those things that's it's like, why did this come out at this time on this platform? Because it's a Famicom game from 1993, and it's a fighting game. Hmm. made by Nintendo R&D 1
3: <laughs>
1: very strange worth looking up, very strange uh,
0: I'd like to see some of the characters from Bravely Default show up in Smash so I no. can utterly destroy them don't, with every other character in the game don't
1: invade my perfect paradise <laughs> uh, yeah, like, it's getting to the point where, like, I don't know <gasps> I got a good
0: one I don't know Yokai from Yokai Watch Oh, man, I feel like that one's been requested. Whisper! I remember,
1: uh, I want to say it was Legends of Localization did a... uh, I bring that place up a lot because it's got a lot of great stuff. They did, when Smash 4 characters were being announced, he translated comments from Japanese fans reacting to things like uh, Little Mac... And those are interesting because like they like the clear tenor from Japan was why why? Is this for America? Interesting. Uh, like the response is he's always been highly wanted overseas. Uh, two niche should have been left as a trophy. They should be using other companies' characters before ones like this. <laughs> Uh, he's extremely popular overseas and has been around since the Famicom days. I only learned about him from Captain Rainbow, though. I don't know who this is. They should have used the guy from Kung Fu instead. <laughs> uh... The guy from Punch-Out! Is it really memorable enough to be in Smash Brothers? I'm not as mad as I am dumbfounded. These character choices are such a joke. His dream from Captain Rainbow came true. Let's are they even taking these character rosters seriously? newer, cooler character, please. Yikes. Sorry, but who is this? Oh, God. Yeah.
2: So, what, wonderful think, random sampling of online comments. Yeah,
1: yeah, pretty much. But there's a few where someone was like, why didn't they get The Hunter from Monster Hunter? Which one? They just said The Hunter. It's <laughs> good. It's uh-huh. fine. Who could it be? Believe it uh, or not, it's just me. Some of Japan... Oh. <laughs> So yeah, like apparently, like some of the ones that he found people requesting instead were Paper Mario. I don't know what's going on with that. Uh, I'd like Captain Paper Mario. Bebo. That'd be fun. I just there's already so many Marios. You can never have too many Marios, man. I feel like that was what Mario, the Mario One Twenty Eight Tech Demo, existed to prove. <laughs> uh a monster hunter lucina who did ultimately appear dixie kong of all people uh daisy waluigi and shulk so some of those characters would appear some of those characters are just now appearing but that means that the characters on that list who have never appeared in any capacity end up being captain rainbow paper mario a monster hunter uh dixie kong and waluigi
0: who the hell is captain rainbow
1: Captain rainbow was a game I want to say it was made by skip it was a Wii game where you played like a superhero who was washed up and running around an island trying to help Nintendo characters fulfill their dreams in order to like restore his powers so you'd help them restore you'd help them with their dreams but then you would get like a wish crystal that you would could either give to them so they could fulfill their dreams or use yourself to like you know fulfill your own dream sounds kind of fun uh,
0: it's
2: okay i recognize this character i think i've seen him in the stores before but okay the (laughs) game sold
1: awfully which is how you can tell that the people who who are being sampled are very like online game nerds it sold like six thousand copies uh there's a reason there's many reasons nintendo decided not to localize this game uh it's full of like, it's full of characters that only existed in je- in really obscure capacities, often Japan only. Uh, it's full of jokes that would probably raise some eyebrows. I believe... Uh, the the really infamous one was that one of the quests was f- to help Birdo from Super Mario Bros. 2 prove her gender. And you did that by, like, finding... A censored object and it was that like seemed to buzz, and that was as far as the game was gonna go on that subject.
2: But it was matrixed out? Yeah, like it was pixelated in some fashion. Oh dear.
1: So yeah, it's it's got a very that sense of humor. Hmm. They put that on the Wii. Yeah, that was a Wii game. It was made by Skip, who prior their prior games were things like I want to say they made Gift Pia, which we also didn't get. Uh, they made the Bit Generation series and the Art Style series. That's the things people might know them for in English. Uh, they also were responsible for Chibi Robo. Uh,
2: otherwise, uh, they are it's twenty-two and a half thousand copies in one year sold.
1: Yeah, like it—it it sold bad. It was not good times. Uh, but yeah, like. There's, there's a certain, I believe there's a fan translation of Captain Rainbow at this stage. It's mostly, it's essentially a point-and-click adventure game that's mostly fetch quests. So, like, unless you're really drawn in by the weirdness of the concept, like, the reason they, re- they referenced Cap'n, Captain Rainbow as, like, oh, I only know him from Captain Rainbow, is that one of them was, like, you were trying to help little Mac get on a diet so that he could be a contender again. yeah it's a very strange game uh yeah i'm not i'm not sure that it's very like i've never played it It never sounded like it was a very fun to play game but if you like the writing and atmosphere it might be worth tracking down no (laughs) yeah pretty much like it's not my cup of tea but i mean i'm not gonna make any
0: judgments it sounds pretty not good
1: Yeah, it was very strange. It sold poorly, but it has a cult following, so there will be people who have played it who want it in Smash until uh, uh, Sakurai dies, at which point they will start demanding whoever takes his place put Captain Rainbow in the game. (laughs) Meanwhile, no love for poor Gift P.O. Who? Gift P.O. was a uh, RPG for the GameCube that no one has played.
3: (laughs) Hmm.
0: Speaking of RPGs from the GameCube, how about we get the characters from those card RPGs? I hate you so much.
2: <laughs> oh, that I can't like believe which you choose. Uh, I can't believe
1: Wheels wants Yu-Gi-Oh in the new Smash Brothers. No, Button, Button, Button,
0: Kaito. I, I'm not going to. Botan that.
1: Kaitos. Thank Eternal you. Wings in the Lost Ocean.
0: Thank you. You even got the subtitle. That's awesome. I hate that I know that. What is wrong with me? <laughs>
1: The best part is I wasn't even sure if you meant Bot and Kaitos or from Software's Lost Kingdoms, which is also a GameCube exclusive card game RPG. Mm,
3: didn't no,
1: Depp-upon. Depp-upon. All of them. Oh, so yeah, I'm
0: I feel like we have gotten all the best and worst ideas. True. Sure. So on that note, which superhero could you actually build a good RPG around? Not Superman. Spider Man. Yeah, I feel like the my... I feel like my answer to this is going to go to, like, Batman, Spider-Man. Some of the superheroes that generally fight do, like, lots of street-level fighting. Because... Lots of street-level crime, lots of allies?
3: Yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, yeah, if you choose somebody who's too powerful, you're just better off doing an action game where you just blow stuff up all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, Batman is probably a pretty good choice, then. Yeah,
0: I mean, I feel like the like the Arkham Asylum games are not that far off from being an RPG to begin with. so got, RPG, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, you've got a template to go with there, and you've got obviously you've got all the Bat friends, the Bat family, the Bat family, the family. Wait, no. Just make a uh, Lego Batman RPG. That would be sweet. Even that'd be better. Yeah. I'm into that. Get Will Arnett to record some new lines. Bones. Finally, Batman, voiced by Gob Bluth.
1: <laughs> illusions. You don't have time for my illusions. <laughs>
0: um,
2: think am uh, trying to think of some other ones that work out good. I mean, you're better off just choosing uh, like, one of the teenage-themed superhero teams and let them work their way up. Finally, Team Titans. Yeah, that. I mean, that's a, that's probably one of the better examples. But I mean, finally, God. the Newsboy yeah. Legion. <laughs> so I I um I don't even know the names for a lot of these teams, but what I'm thinking of. Um, but yeah, if you start if you aim too high, then you're stuck with a ton of backstory that's been set for fifty to sixty years, and a yeah. power level is somewhere past in the game. So instead
0: of doing a Avengers RPG, you should do uh, a West Coast Avengers RPG, clearly.
2: Oh no, no, Great Lakes Avengers. Great Lakes, even better. <laughs> even better. But except Squirrel Girl would win everything anyway.
1: Yeah, that's true. Just make a...
2: No, have uh, the Tick RPG and specifically oh, no. base it on the final episode of the animated series, the Tick versus Education, where he is doing a community college course on how to be a hero and make those characters the the adventuring party
0: I love it
2: Yeah including the flying cast throw, and the villain of the episode who's actually the one of the good guys the uh, Mr. Creamy the living ice cream cone
1: <laughs> Booster Gold RPG where all of his char- all the characters are different Booster Gold That's I
2: mean it sounds almost like something you could get from a Deadpool RPG, except minus a lot of the blood.
0: Yeah, that makes it more marketable to teenagers. You could do a Spider Verse RPG, and then you can uh, e- you can Spider-Gwen. even
2: Spider
1: Gwen. Yeah,
0: you can even oh, nice. then you can even let the player make their own spider person. There's so many with... of
1: them. You can just say you're a clone.
0: Yeah, and then team up with all the other spider persons. They
1: brought Ben Riley back. It's fine.
2: Or. Um one based on the plot arc from Darkwing Duck the comic book series where they were supposed to be doing alternate evil um like hypnotized evil alternate versions of Darkwing Duck and the original plot pulled for like maybe 5 or 6 of them and the writers and artists just went to town and made like 80 different alternate universes and up to including bowling ball so yeah,
1: <laughs> that's them making the best of like if you get uh, given that opportunity you run with it because you don't want them to stop you midstream.
2: Yeah, it gets I mean it got so bizarre by the end. We yeah, have bowling ball, dark wing it's important.
0: The Disney front, I think you could make a pretty good incredibles RPG because um, I mean they're just a fantastic four. Well, that, and you could you could pretty easily allow the player to make, like, their own character because uh, it's, 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 out it's out not there. a it's, super well-defined world.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's an obvious parody of the Marvel Universe, but at the same time, it is so vague on everything, you can just make yourself a parody of any character you want. Exactly.
1: The only thing I accept as canon is the frickin' DVD extra where... Mr. Incredible and Prozone are just complaining about the ancient cartoon with the frickin' Clutch Cargo uh, lip technology. (laughs) Please, if you've never seen that, go watch it, because it's perhaps the best DVD extra anyone ever
0: put together. That sounds pretty great.
2: Or, um, different item, maybe Big Hero 6 RPG. Ooh, that's that's a good one.
0: The closest we're gonna
1: get is the, uh, is the Big Big Hero 6 World in Kingdom Hearts 3, but Still.
2: Yeah. I mean, I I caught a couple episodes of the TV series, and it was kind of fun. That's
0: good.
2: Yeah, and again, you've got a a group of characters who are still relatively new at this. They've got a long ways to go. They They could certainly improve, and much like Incredibles, the world is undefined to the point where you can just keep adding stuff in.
1: It's a lot to go past San Francisco.
2: Yep. And... So much fun considering where they got the characters originally. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I read I read through the original Big Hero 6 on Wikipedia, I'm like, seriously? seriously? <laughs> really? Really? Okay. And there are so many ways that that would not work as a background for a Japanese person. Okay. <laughs> I didn't think this true at all, even a little bit. Oh, no, no. It is. It was such an obvious I'm not, I'm not even sure if you can call it a cash grab because I doubt it made much cash. But um, it's just one, one of those of situations where, where they they took the uh, basic idea and they made something quite different with it, and that's... Oh, so.
1: Disney looked at that property and were like, this is technically Marvel, but I mean, no, we're just going to make this ours. <laughs>
2: no, I think, um, was it Pixar did that? Um, no, no,
1: that was Disney studio itself.
2: Okay. okay, so anyway, the group within Disney Studios was asked to just look over different parts of the Marvel catalog and find something that seemed cool to work with, and they came across Big Hero 6, and they thought, this would be fun. And it was. (laughs) It was. And apparently, um, they had just finished most of it, and they went to see Guardians of the Galaxy and noticed (laughs) that uh, everyone was staying in the seats well to the end of the credits just to wait for the ending credit theme, and they realized, you know, we never actually made an ending credit theme for Big Hero 6. (laughs) <laughs> oh crap we need to go th- do that right now <laughs> that's really good and they came up with a pretty good one <laughs> so oh
1: man yeah, yeah whoops I'm, I'm curious like that seems like one of those disney properties that uh, seems to have done well for them in japan but i'm not sure if that's just again by virtue of the fact that they fought tooth and nail to get it into kingdom Hearts. If that's a sign of something, or if it's just because someone on the development team really liked it, it
2: could be both.
1: That's true. Yeah. Uh, and how do we get to the subject? I'm <laughs> completely dead. Superhero RPGs. Oh, superhero
0: RPGs. Yeah, I think Hero Six would be fun. There's
1: there's a lot you just, you just can't do RPGs with characters that are already established as the biggest the biggest heroes on the block. Unless they're also the biggest heroes on the block because they're popular, not because they're the most powerful. <laughs> right. Yeah, pretty much. And now I'm flashing back to the GameCube Aquaman game and feel like dying.
0: Uh, is, it, is it bad that I was just going to say, hey, Aquaman might make a good RPG?
1: <laughs> well, like, I, I'm already reliving playing what amounted to Superman 64 underwater. Loose. Mm. It's, it's really mind-bogglingly bad. It's, it's somehow worse than no budget GameCube Aquaman
0: game would lead you to believe. But uh completely completely random side note, I found out that just found out that J. K. Simmons reprised his role as J. Jonah Jameson in, in the not very good ultimate Spider Man cartoon. That's a shame, but I appreciate the fact that he was willing to. Yeah.
1: Also I can't believe that there was yet another Spider Man
0: cartoon that I was not aware of. Well, I'm gl- I'm glad they ended Ultimate Spider Man. I haven't seen the new I one. knew Hopefully Ultimate Spider Man. Yeah. I, I saw like an episode
1: of the new one. It seemed like a fine children's show.
0: <laughs> uh just still more in the loss of Spectacular Spider Man.
1: It's been six years, dude.
0: I don't care. <laughs> I only I only watched it recently. So I'm just saying, fresh. like,
1: this is a case where even if it had been allowed to live out its life, it would have been gone. It would have been long dead at this stage.
0: It's true. It's just it it's, it's the best
2: Spider-Man cartoon in this episode.
1: Time for you to be prescribed a dose of Into the Spider-Verse. Yes, exactly.
2: And I think I will avoid that, please. That sounds like a really bitter pill.
1: No, that's the that's the new Miles Morales-based movie. I want to say.
0: Oh, okay, maybe better. It's, you should check out the trailer. It's. Uh, it's got a style. Yeah, it looks like a living, breathing comic book.
1: Oh, hey, screenplay by Phil Lord. That's, I think, one of the Lego movie guys. Yes, it is. should be pretty funny. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a, that's a fun idea. And it does not uh, share a universe with any of the prior Spider-Man films, which is probably for the best.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was actually reading about how apparently um, the next Spider-Man movie, or for the Marvel Universe Spider-Man movies, yeah. they're trying to avoid using... The villains from the previous movies.
1: Oh, they're going to so, get into some slim picking at this point.
2: Oh, I mean, no, I mean, he's got tons of good stuff. Um, yeah, but it's like, but some of the best ones are already taken, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. But I, I was thinking, man, if they had, if they were, were allowed to just dip back for just one villain to bring forward into the Marvel universe, I would say go with Doctor Octopus. Yeah. So not, only, not because he has a good personal connection with Peter Parker. Not only because he has some abilities and tricks and stuff but because since Aunt May is now quite a bit younger looking than she was ever in any other iteration of the series the Dr. Octopus Mary's Aunt May plotline would actually work <laughs> <laughs> I could just see them trying to make this work just because it'd be the most off the wall plotline they could have ever chosen from the comic books to put into a movie form <laughs> the most off the wall? Oh, no, I mean, certainly there are more <laughs> that are much more insane, but for, for Peter Parker, it'd be the the craziest one that they could possibly fit in a single movie. That's true. Because if they tried to do the Clone Saga, that would take at least a couple movies to yeah. properly do. Well, they could try to do hmm. the
0: storyline where uh, Peter and Mary Jane give up their love to save... A no, decrepitly old... Get out. Uh, uh, that
2: would still take at least three movies to set up properly. That
0: And it would, and from, it would be for the worst that. possible idea. That made me uh, stop reading Amazing Spider-Man for about 300 issues. Like, I yeah. li- literally just recently bought a new copy of... I was gonna, to, to justify a prior
1: comment, when I said it was slim pickings, I'm saying, I'm pretty sure that, like, Amazing Spider-Man 2 tried to trot out the entire Sinister Six at some stage, so... That's what I mean. If they're not including anyone that's shown up before, that's when you start getting into some stuff. But they already used Vulture, so I guess that doesn't count.
2: Yeah. And I, they used Vulture in a wonderful
0: way. Yeah, I yeah. never, never ever thought they could make Vulture like a convincing... Uh, they, to be a fool. They
2: did, I was going to say, they did it by completely changing the character, but keeping him true to his own codename again. Yeah,
0: And hiring a great actor as
2: well. Oh, definitely. That'll always yeah. Yeah, I I really like that because, I mean, the idea of Vulture as the old guy in the flight suit who stole youth was kind of bleh. Yeah. But having him as an actual, like, technological Vulture picking over the remains that have been left after big fights, it's kind of cool.
0: Yeah, that's that's one thing I always liked about the uh, Marvel's Ultimate universe was that they were able to do, basically, new things with a lot of the villains and different characters and give them more interesting origins and th- things like that. So, you know, I'm, better origins that a origins. child might actually understand.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's always fun uh, to see them do cool things uh, with the characters. Because that's kind of the the problem that Marvel and DC face. It's just that they've got so much... What's us right word here? Continuity issues. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And one of the major issues being that their continuity is 50 to 70 years long. Yeah um and they're not either not real, willing to throw out parts of it or they're too willing to throw out parts of it depending on the situation and the their entire comic book lineup has developed into this insane hermeneutic hodgepodge of everything <laughs> must be connected to everything else even if those things are like sandman and amethyst princess of Gym World. yeah yeah, are
1: into
2: some linked. deep cuts, yeah. I, I, no, that I mean, no, they're actually canonically linked somehow. I'm like not, not quite sure how. Um, I blame rocks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and then the writers have to work with this mess. And then you look over at the Japanese manga market, and you realize that very rarely do you see crossovers in Japanese in the Japanese market. Primarily, yeah. for this sort of reason, it's. The writers and artists have a lot more control over the central plot of their own story, and they don't have to worry about overriding somebody else's um, pet project from 20 years ago that the fandom absolutely adores. Yeah. (laughs) Usually, unless it's Dragon Ball, we're talking about Dragon Ball. You know. Yeah.
0: Dragon Ball
2: don't care. Yeah.
0: Again, I I think. Dragon
2: Ball's also got the most number of crossovers within itself as well. Oh, just definitely. Anything that Toriyama comes up with, he has to find some way of connecting it back to everything else. So, and
0: then he'll just draw a chapter that's just a crossover with one piece. Yeah. I, I think this is why the Ultimate Universe is always going to have this soft spot for me, just because you got to go in and see everything fresh from the beginning, and there's, there's, there there's isn't all that baggage, even though I, it's like, these are familiar say, characters.
2: I was going to say, it's not fresh from the beginning because you sure.
0: know Sure, but if you were, say, new to comics or a long-time lapse from comics, you could start from... Yeah, it's going to make references to a lot of classic characters in ways you may not understand, but for the most part, you're going to get the story from beginning to... from yeah. beginning to end and not have to know a, a, yeah. many years of comic history to get everything in there. Ultimate Spider-Man
1: it... was particularly good at that. Yes.
0: Yeah.
2: It gets really annoying when I'm looking through Quara, for example, and... Somebody, and inevitably, there's they come in waves the comic book questions, and especially about the MCU. And then the people answering will be heavily referring to five different comic book continuities to try and defend <laughs> their positions while in, just purposely ignoring the fact that none of their arguments actually make sense within the MCU.
3: Yeah,
2: and then saying things like, Well, Spider Man's friend in homecoming, the the fat Asian kid, he's actually um, that's actually the name of the Hobgoblin at one point. I'm like, what? I have to look this up. There's been
1: many Hobgoblins.
2: Which one, first of all, and second, that is not a sign that he's ever going to turn into a villain.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that's that's probably just just them having a wink.
2: Pretty much, yes. They like to have a wink. Yes, but the fandom on these uh, commentary and answer sites, they don't usually get that. No,
3: no.
1: In conclusion, I don't know. I can't wait to watch Spider-Man get attacked by Kraven the Hunter on the big screen. Is that have a very large Russian man attack a child?
2: Yeah, I was gonna say Kraven's one of the few who uh, among the Silver Six who hasn't appeared on film yet, right? Yeah, I think so. We're supposed to get Mysterio in the next movie. Yeah, Mysterio would be fun. So that's Vulture, Mysterio, Kraven, Doctor Octopus. Um, what's his name? Um, Electro.
0: Yeah, Electro got. I'm uh, I think
2: it was Samman. and. Is Sandman. Six? It it's there's been
1: a few. There's been a few Sinister Six. I,
2: I think that was the original six right there. With Dr. <laughs> Octopus leading.
1: Yeah, Octopus was the lead on that.
2: I think he was the lead on several of them.
1: Yep, you are correct on uh, the original loadout of the Sinister Six.
2: Yeah. So the but, question yeah, Mysterio- is.
1: Mysterio. Yeah. Would be my next choice at this point.
2: Well, he is the next movie, car- movie villain. Oh, yeah. we know that? Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that was um, confirmed, like, last year.
0: Nice. Reminds me, when I went on the uh, Spider Man ride down in Universal Studios, the Sinister Stick 6 in that ride was somewhat unfamiliar. <laughs> it was like, oh, it's a Venom, but it's like a white suit with a bit of black in it. I don't know who that is.
1: <laughs> There's so many symbiotes and they all have bad names. It might yeah. have been that.
0: I think Let it, me go look these up. They're it really called, good. It called, it called it Venom, which was very confusing, so I don't know.
1: I'm going to go look up some of these names because they've all got really bad edgelord names.
0: Anti-Venom.
1: That's a good one.
0: Anti-Venom. I mean, is uh, Flash Thompson.
1: I believe. Yeah, it's Flash Thompson. Toxin. Oh, this is my favorite. This one has the best name, Dreadface.
2: <laughs> Better than Taserface. <laughs> God, Taserface. Dream
1: Blasher Face. I know.
2: I that, that was one of my favorite parts of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two is the fact that they included the character Taserface just so that they could make fun of his name as many times as possible. I mean, that's
1: that's what you do when you're bringing back when you're bringing in a character like Taserface.
0: Uh, the the best part is where yeah. he's he's talking to the gold lady and basically ratting them out. It's like, make sure they know who told them this. Make sure they know the sure. name Taserface. And <laughs> she
2: just starts laughing. And she, and she just starts laughing. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay, do we have actually have any more questions? I think we
1: no, do. I'm going to list one last symbiote, though, because
0: its name is Carl Malice. That's, that's eh. terrible. Also, Guardians of the Galaxy. Awesome RP. would make, oh, awesome make, make a good RPG. Yeah. Make kind of
2: Star Ocean esque a... one. Yep.
0: Yeah. Or would that, Into or make it. like a Mass Effect type action RPG. Something like that would work. Um,
1: You've already got everyone in a different, uh, you know, team loadout role.
0: Yeah. Uh, so our last question of the day, also from Budai, is which Final Fantasy summon is the greatest?
2: Um, hmm. Chocobo, Final Fantasy 7 when he rides in with a Moogle on his back,
1: and has to pick up the Moogle because it fell off. <laughs>
2: And then occasionally, like, one one time in 12, it's a giant Chocobo that just lands on the enemy.
1: Seven has that, too. There is a random chance of getting fat Chocobo.
2: Yeah, that's what I meant. Because I remember um, my brother and I were laughing at the Moogle riding the Chocobo animation so much, and so we called our sister over, and we cast the spell again, and then it was the fat Chocobo. And we Uh. just stopped laughing. So, not is not super useful, happen. but I love it. We did not know that was going to happen.
1: <laughs> Hadn't yet seen it. Didn't know what was coming. Yeah, it's hard to top that. Like, Chocomog is probably the one that I have the fondest memories of because I played a lot of Seven and I played. Used a lot of Chocomog.
0: Will you be the center wheels? What's that? I'm sorry. I was reading. I was trying to figure out who this Venom villain on the Spider Man ride was. It was actually Scream. Oh, yeah, I saw that name. So it, was, it had Dr. Octopus, Electro, Scream, Hydro Man, and Hobgoblin. Two of these things are not like the others. <laughs> Two of these things just don't belong. Hydro Man? A little bit, yeah. Doesn't belong. It's like, hey, it's all these classic Spider Man villains and a, ga- be- and a guy why made out of why water. Why? You can see the big wheel. Well,
2: how about the spot? <laughs> Okay.
0: When you get
1: so, when you start looking for really bad like comic book villains, you can that's a rabbit hole you can go down.
2: Uh, okay. So, okay, what was the last question again? Uh
0: best best Final Fantasy summon.
1: Wheels, you still have to provide your answer. Uh,
0: I mean the one I remember most from the childhood because I watched my brother breed a bunch of Chocobos would be Knights of the Round. Oh man. Uh, but I long think... road to that. I don't think I actually like that one very much. I think it'd have to be, um... Uh, I don't know. No, I don't know. Uh, it'd probably be one of the Final Fantasy IX ones, but it's been way, way too long since I've played that game, so I'm actually having a... What's the giant guy that's like... a living castle? Um, Alexandra, thank you. I think that would that would be the best one for me. It's that one in fun. Oh, uh, they do a lot with Alexandra in ninety nine in FF nine. Yeah. Any other favorites? Uh.
2: Um.
1: The Golem in FF five, just because you have to, just because of how you get it.
2: Okay, I'm back but, apparently. Oh. I just dropped out.
1: Oh, that's weird.
2: Oh. No, that always sucks. That, so if um. No one can hear me after this, and you never know. Uh, blah 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 blah.
0: I was just saying, Alexander in Final Fantasy IX would probably be my favorite summon. Uh, any other favorites?
2: Petshi. That's
0: always a good one.
2: Or Stray, as he's called in Final Fantasy. That's right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's been a long time since I played that as well.
1: Can't believe Wheels has to replay FF6. I
0: know. I'll twist my arm, man.
1: Can't believe Wheels has to play FF6 Advance. Don't, just
2: don't.
1: The translation's better.
2: Translation, maybe that, or I mean, it doesn't matter to me. I'm playing it in Japanese. It's just.
0: Yeah, no, I'm bringing it up for Wheels' uh, benefit. I'm playing it on my tablet. I'm playing it with the weird graphics. I like how you decided that that was your
1: I'm scared of playing the GBA version because it might be inferior. Here,
0: let me play this ugly monstrosity. Or I can just fire it up on this SNES classic. That might not be a bad idea. Yeah. Or I can just play more Octopath Traveler. Yeah, let's do that. I've played enough Final Fantasy VI. That's oh, fair. Okay, you can never play enough Final Fantasy VI. Eh, i played it once. It was Great. enough. But I have new things to actually finish. Alright, do we have anything else to add to this episode of the Spider-Verse?
2: No.
1: I can't believe you've changed the podcast's name
0: on a moment's notice. Also, <laughs> we might get sued. Um, no one's going to sue us. I feel like they we'd be cruising for... for it. No one's trademarked the name Spider-Verse. I feel like someone literally just did that. <laughs> no, they trademarked into the Spider-Verse. Into the I Spider-Verse. I mean, there's, there, there was a Spider-Verse arc.
2: Yeah, uh, and since that's a very, very obvious made-up proper noun referring to something in the story that would probably be trademarkable.
1: Yeah, I think we might be boned. Nice job, Wheels. You've killed us all.
2: Uh, well, uh,
0: we'll call it um, Spider Quest?
1: I, I feel like we're probably still in
0: a little hot water. Um, Arachnid Quest. Man Spider.
1: Okay, no, we're done <laughs> workshopping this. There's, you don't even like spiders, one, two.
0: I only like spiders when they're also men or women. Spider-Human. Spider-Man. That that reminds me, I murdered a giant spider in East 8. Congratulations
1: on your new murder.
0: (sighs) Alright. Wait. What? 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 Whoa. Whoa. What? Whoa. Well, Hmm. I just happened to be scrolling through the Wikipedia page for Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, and I happened to notice... Just this one little line here. Um, additional voice actors include Nicolas Cage as Spider-Man Noir. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> um, John Mul- Mulaney as Spider-Ham.
1: Oh man, Peter Parker, the spectacular Spider-Ham.
0: And Kamiki Glenn as Penny Parker. Don't know who oh, that man. is. is you can probably make a wild guess just oh, from that yeah. name. Yes, but yeah, uh, that is uh, just the fact that Spider-Man Noir is in the movie is pretty rad. I can't
1: believe you're more excited for that than Peter Porker the Spectacular <laughs> Spider Ham.
0: <laughs> oh, I mean that goes without saying. Come on,
1: Penelope Parker is from Earth Eleven.
0: <laughs> uh this movie could is possibly gonna be pretty.
1: Just gaze at the Spectacular Spider Ham. He's oh, man. got, like, Spider-Man eyes over his pig snout nostrils.
0: And it's got the Prowler in it, which is a uh, pretty great villain, at least in the... So, yeah. All right. Um, should we'll probably end the show before it really becomes Spider-Cast. He' um, can send us questions in the usual place, um, which is the comments section. I should probably look in the forums to see if anyone randomly used that thread. Probably not. You can yell at us in Discord. Both figuratively and literally, and you can hit me on Twitter at AskWheels, and and I think I'm the only one you can hit with uh, out without Dave following you, and I'm happy to follow you if you want. Of <laughs> course, Mike Smartly has avoided social media altogether, so smart moves. Smart Seems moves.
2: Like idea every. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, sir. All right. Anyway, we will catch you next time, um, which will be I, which will be pretty close to the release of the next Hearthstone expansion. So I will probably be losing my mind in card mania. But yeah, we will see you guys next week. See you.